I once thought I could protect the world by myself, but I was wrong. Working together, we saved the planet. And I believe that if we stayed together as a team, we would be a force that could truly work for the ideals of peace and justice. What? Like a bunch of super friends? More like a Justice League. Welcome to the Geek Generation, episode 145. This week we do have a bit of a shorter episode for you. Normally I would apologize for a shorter episode. I am not doing that this week because this is an amazing episode and I'm very excited to be bringing it to you. It's currently Sunday night for me. I am home from Boston Comic Con after being there for the day. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go Saturday and Sunday, but I still got pretty much everything I wanted to accomplish done today. Uh, In this episode are two interviews from Boston Comic Con. The first one is with a personal friend, Roger Andrews, an amazing artist. He is responsible for creating the character that you see on our podcast cover art, as well as so many character and toy designs Uh, Things from Star Wars Galactic Heroes, Marvel Superhero Squad. The guy has amazing work. I love his art style, and I was so happy to finally get him on the show. We will in the future have him on for something longer, but uh, I got him on here because I just couldn't wait any longer. So Roger Andrews is up first, and after that, I have an interview with someone who I've also wanted to have on the show for a long time. And that is JL8's Yale Stewart. If you're not familiar with JL8, you should be. I don't know why you haven't looked it up yet because we've talked about it on the show before. But go on to Google and type in JL8, the number eight, and you'll see his awesome webcomic that's all about the Justice League as if they were eight-year-old kids. I'll put links in the show notes so you can see Roger's personal website where he has his art portfolio, and I'll put links to JLA and to Yale Stewart stuff. So make sure you check out the show notes on thegeekgeneration.com. Also, uh, while I was at Boston Comic-Con, I got some other great things, one of which is this awesome t-shirt from Friendly Neighborhood Comics in Bellingham. Uh, it has a Robin logo at the top. And it says, keep calm and find a Lazarus pit. Fans of the Batman comics will understand why that is something that might need to be done. Uh, So thanks to Friendly Neighborhood Comics for that. You can check them out on the web at FriendlyComics.com. I also, if you remember, way back to New York Comic Con from last year, I was bummed on the Sunday when I was leaving that I didn't get a chance to get an Ed McGinnis signed print Well, the fortunes shined on me today because Ed McGinnis was at Boston Comic-Con. I got the same print that I planned on getting at New York Comic-Con. Amazing drawing with Batman and Superman signed by Ed McGinnis. Got to meet him. So happy to do so. So another check mark on the list of things that I need to do as a geek done. And that will be hanging up on the Wall of Fame very soon. 
Lastly, before we get into the episode, I don't want to interrupt it midstream with any commercials. So I'll take care of this now. Don't forget, when you are shopping on Amazon, go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon to bring you right to the Amazon homepage, do your normal shopping, and we will get a slight commission thrown our way and you spend no additional money. It's just a way to support the show if you're already an Amazon shopper. Also, don't forget that our t-shirts are on sale till the end of August. Go to thegeekgeneration.com slash store to get your hands on one of those. So without further ado, uh, let's jump right into the interviews. Yeah, we're here. That's it. <laughs> Boston Comic Con. Boston Comic Con. With Roger Andrews. That's right. Busy day. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> this, All day. Here, this is the dream. This is the dream. <laughs> I I dreamed bigger than this. <laughs> this is not the dream I expected. <laughs> we were talking uh, Doctor Who before this. Yes, we were. We were. You said it was a big hole. Major hole, black hole. I black said. hole. <laughs> black hole where all existence. Yeah, you it's... dropped off at like Martha. Yes, but... I dropped. Off. Well, what happened was I um, I think I mentioned earlier I downloaded yeah. the first three seasons. Yeah, looking for um, looking to up my geek cred. Yeah, and I just I just couldn't get my way past that Martha season, that fourth season. Was it her or was it the stories? Um, no, I didn't have an issue with her. I oh, guess okay. maybe I got into. I, I liked the combination of uh, Rose. With the doctor, yeah, I thought that just either in both original. And doctors. she's if you jump in at the 2005 with Chris Eccleston, she's the first companion you see, right? So when, like, they they switch doctors and you're like, okay, well at least Rose is a common factor, true. And then they take Rose on, you're like, there's nothing from the original. I got anymore. nothing to tether me, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, I'm alone and I'm in the TARDIS. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, it's and but here's the thing, storyline wise too. I think, in my opinion, they're hit or miss. Yeah, there are some that are great. Totally agree. And yeah. and then you go through a season. What are the season? They're about what 13, 14 episodes or so. Uh, yeah, roughly. Right. Yeah. And generally, to me, of the thirteen, there are probably four or five that are outstanding. Yeah. And the rest are really a slog. So I was like, I'm not slogging. The hardest I got too thing much going is, on. and I've said it before on the show. When when people when I tell people to watch Doctor Who, I always say the pilot sucks. Yeah, the pilot's not good. Hang in. Yeah, hang in there. <laughs> hang in there. The pilot sucks. Let's face it, that's the case for most shows. Did you ever see Blink, the episode with the, where the Weeping Angels are introduced? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, because that's the best one. That? Uh, I think it's, what season is that? Ah, he doesn't know. Kane knows. Yeah, I think oh, it that's is my four. son, by the way. That's yeah. my son. <laughs> that silence you hear, that's what I hear most days. <laughs> silence. <laughs> yeah, it is season four, I think. It is season most four. Most people, when you tell them to like get introduced to who... Right, <laughs> is that you? Kane's just making signs. Behind. Yeah, yeah. There's some signs going on <laughs> in the background. Um, when you, whenever I introduce people to who, and I've heard most people do too, they'll actually tell people to watch Blink first, right? Because there's no like companion from another episode in it. Oh. It's a standalone episode. So it's a one shot. Yeah, okay. and actually, the girl in it that kind of takes the companion role is Carrie Mulligan. Oh, interesting. So it, and it's it's an awesome story. It's got one of the best villains in the Weeping Angels. And that's within season four. Yeah. So that's in the Martha season. Yeah. It's just. If I'm mis- am, I, am I mistaken? My timeline is is Martha season four. I believe so. Yeah, because I'm a little confused now. Yeah, yeah. Because well, you know what it is? I should know that because I've, I've been watching them on rewatching them on Netflix. Yep. And so. Oh I, wait, no, Martha. Martha is season three, and then the the redhead. That's the season four. There's, there's a confusion. Yeah. All right. So essentially, I enjoyed season one and two. Yep. 
Oh, yeah, so Martha I liked. I don't know why I was thinking of the redhead. I can't think of the redhead's name even. I didn't like her. Apparently not. No, the, compa <laughs> the companion that comes. She's the redhead. <laughs> right. Yeah. The one that comes after Martha, okay. I don't care for. All right, so that's so this, so there's a low. Uh, do I have a low yeah. on the horizon? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, the, the stories are still good. Okay. But she's a bit much. Oh, all right. In my opinion. I don't like her dynamic with the doctor mean, and so everything. Like animated it? I mean, what is it about her that's a little funky? I don't know. I think she's too bossy. Okay. I think that's the key thing. All right. All right. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it just occurred to me. Should we, like, you know, should I explain or should you explain who I am <laughs> so people know? I just said Roger Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> everybody knows who Roger oh, Andrews is. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Esquire. Roger yeah. Andrews, Esquire. Um, uh, Roger Andrews, for people that have been listening for a while, if you look at the podcast album artwork. It's true. Our wonderful guy on there is done by Roger Andrews. Right. Based on who? Who's Based, that character designed after? I don't know. Some awesome <laughs> super guy. That's right. Uh, but you also, you, you've done work for Hasbro. For a lot of years. I've been doing a lot of toy and game art. Yep. I tell people all the time, if essentially, if you go down any aisle of any large box store like a Target or Walmart or yep. Toys R Us and go to the game and uh, action figure aisle, you'll see my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is awesome. It's pretty cool. You could always, like, no matter what town you're in, you could be like, and they're like, what do you do for a living? Like, Come with me. Come with me. I'll walk. <laughs> it's a little a little bit dramatic. <laughs> but I, was, I could just say I draw stuff. And then they get is, their hopes up, and then yeah. you pull into a Walmart parking lot, and they're like, wait a minute. So you're the dude who stands in the front. And right, I'm a greeter is what right. I do, right? right Essentially. Right. I'm an art greeter. <laughs> and, yeah, so, no, I, so I do a lot of this toy and game art. And um, we discussed this before. The problem I have is a, is a sort of a, a marketing issue. Sure. And uh, so, so folks who are who like, uh, for instance, Superhero Squad. Yep. Um, a Marvel property that Hasbro produces. Um, I did all the artwork on all of the packages, which is so cool. And and some of the design work for some of the figures. Yep. And so, what happens is no one knows that I do a lot of the stuff for uh, for Star Wars line as well. And so I do a lot of the Galactic Hero line. Mm-hmm. And then I've also done some stuff for uh, Transformers. And so no one knows any of that stuff. Right, right. I'm like, the, you know, so when I come to these cons, which we're at now, a lot of folks will ask. They'll see the art and they'll say, and they'll say, oh, so what do you do? And I'll be like, I stop pointing around at all, right, the, right. all the objects I they have. They probably my, think that you're copying your style off of the figures, right? I think maybe so. Yeah. They don't realize like I'm sort of the, maybe not the genesis, I'm, but I'm in that lineage yep. of the folks who created that style. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't call that your your creation. Um, you know what it is? The story of it is like when I got hired to work at Hasbro yep. as a freelancer, I worked in the games department. OK. And I got to work on a lot of like redesigns at the time. They were doing a redesign for um, Clue. OK. And then they did um, a lot of the other classic games, Risk. Yeah. And um, Sorry and a bunch of stuff. So I did box art, cover okay. art for that, or at least the preliminary art for that. And um I got a call to do the stuff over at Boys Toys, which is in, at the uh, Pawtucket office. Okay. And that's the action figures, and that's things along that lines. And they had a guy who had established the style for Galactic Heroes, the Star Wars line. Okay. And I got essentially a little style guide, some images to kind of work from. Yep. And so what I did is I took his art, and I sort of like put it through my own filter. Okay. And so I created my own style based off of his cool. stuff. But in reality, it's really Japanese chibi. Art. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it, that's really all. It's really chunky. Right. For lack of a better adjective. Which everybody likes. Which is cool. It's a I, popular I mean, I like style. That. Yeah. I, I mean, and clearly, if you look around the convention floor, yeah. you'll see several artists who kind of do that style. Absolutely. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. 
And I, I mean, again, I'm not the originator. Clearly, there's an established chibi thing. Yep. And then um, I think the guy's name was Ed Duncan. He's okay. the guy who actually worked at Hasbro. He was a designer for Hasbro. And um, I think he went on to work for Disney and a bunch of other things. And so he's the, he's, in my opinion, is the genesis. He's okay. The, he's the godlike figure who started it. Sure. And then, and then I kind of took over. You've definitely made it your own. I, I think so. <laughs> you know, I hope so. Yeah. You know? What was your style like prior? Um, ironically enough, my style was a little more traditional. Um, I'm trying. I can't think of a specific artist who I would who I would say I emulated. Yep. But very sort of comic booky. Okay. Like a little more naturalistic, a little more sure. anatomical. Okay. And so I rendered like that for a lot of years, and to be honest with you, when I discovered this style, it became my thing. It seems like it'd be more fun. Way more fun. Yeah. Well, because I take everything and exaggerate it. Sure. So it's like I said earlier, I, I got like a little filter. Yeah. And everything's got kind of rogerified, you know, <laughs> and, and chunkified as, as we would I'm say. I'm trying to, like, it's funny because we were talking about Doctor Who. I'm already in my head picturing doctor like, characters? a doctor next to a TARDIS in your style. I did a Captain Jack in did that you? style. Yeah, because what happens at these cons is folks will come up and they'll have um, convention sketches drawn. Right. And I'll draw them literally on the spot. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Captain Jack. I did one of those last year. I've done, um, I'm pretty sure I've done The Doctor. Cool. I, I don't remember which version. Yeah. I think it was the Matt Smith. Okay. I did the, the Matt current, Smith yeah. version. Yeah. And, um, and so that happens from time to time. Well, I've, if you look um, on my Facebook, I've got a whole collection of commissions that I've done for people over the years. Yep. And I've done, like, you know, Marty and, and Doc Brown from... Back to the Future, I've yeah, done Dexter, yeah. I've done a bunch of things that are outside of the comic book world, along with you know Spider-Man sure, and sure. Batman and all those other guys. But even today, you bumped into a character that you'd never even heard of. Yes. That you just like whipped up like it was nothing. What was that? Crossbones. Crossbones. Yeah, I guess he's a, uh, what is he? Uh, Captain, Pun- Am- uh, Captain America. Captain America. Yeah, yeah. But he kind of looks like Punisher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's like Punisher. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's Punisher Light or, you know, Punisher Dark. I don't know right. what his story is. <laughs> but he, yeah, so, I mean, that happens from time to time, you know? Yeah. It's good, though. I, here's the thing. It's like, it's all, for me, it's all drawn. I mean, I could do all the realistic stuff. I still do a lot of advertising art. Yep. But, um, but this, you're right, it's fun. It's inherently fun. And I think that's why folks here at the show are really... Uh, Particularly people with kids, it has a high appeal for them. Yeah. So, good do for you me. like the uh, the challenge of like doing the new characters when people bring those up, especially something yep. you've never heard of? I'm applying a filter. Yeah. That's exactly it. And it and I like the fact. <laughs> Can that I get the Roger Andrews yeah, Photoshop you, filter? I, I should. <laughs> who did we talk to over at Adobe I know, for that right? one? <laughs> but um, no, I mean it's 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 just fun. It ultimately, I the fact that I get to draw for a living is is the the ultimate reward, anyways. Sure. And the fact that I've kind of established a style or certainly uh, refined a style. And, and folks are interested in it, and they like to buy prints, and they like to have sketches done of it. Yep, I'm real proud of that, and and it's it's not a bad way to earn a living. Oh no, kidding! It beats beats breaking rocks. <laughs> no offense to any rock breaking <laughs> <laughs> occupationists. I know, right? Beats you know? talking on a microphone. Yeah, probably. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's garbage that I do. <laughs> garbage, please. <laughs> garbage. Oh, right. <laughs> that's right. Tarje, garbage. That's right. Roger. <laughs> Roger filter. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> But um, no, it's cool, man. Yeah, I love. I, I just I love the style. It's like one of my favorite things. Just flipping through. I love the Roger Andrews filter. I guess we're gonna have to I link do. it to the website. Yeah, right for your fans. We will. We will. <laughs> right. They can see your gallery online too, right? You uh, have, yes. Uh, your website. Yeah, it's is on the website. Rand. It's, it's Rand two four seven dot com. R A N D two four seven dot com. Cool. And you go on there and you'll see a collection of 
Random images. <laughs> random. Yeah. Hey, and that's there even the you go. Random. <laughs> no, too close to dumb at oh, the okay. end. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll spell it that way. Random with a d- um yeah, at the end. Random. Yeah, that's Rand right. Random ash. Um. Yeah, that's right. Sweet. So what's going on? Oh, we out of time? No, we're never out of time. How about this? Movies. Movies. So uh, you're up on, did you catch Wolverine I'm up yet? on everything. I saw Wolverine. And? Uh, I liked it a lot more than I expected. That's what I was saying. Yeah. We, I went with the I went with uh, with the kid and my girl and her daughter, and we um, we had a good time with it. Yeah, I in my opinion fell apart at the very very end. Yeah, I mean and I mean the last you know five spoiler minutes. free the last <laughs> literally the last five yeah. minutes a little in my opinion over the top. Sure, um, but it was a good thrilling action movie. It was. It reminded me a little like like sort of like a Hong Kong kind yep. of action flick. You know, a little, you know, it looked like it had some Yakuza well, kind of action in it. Had it had two good. problems going in, for me at least, is right. that it started off as being the follow-up to X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is one of the worst comic book movies ever. True. And then the trailer was terrible. Oh, that trailer. I, t- I spoke to you about this yeah. before. It literally, the whole entire marketing department needed to be fired yeah, after that one. Absolutely. It was. It was, it didn't represent what the movie was. No. No. You know? It was so much better than expected. The train fight scene. Yep phenomenal yeah i don't know if that's yeah it's in the trailers yeah so i don't want to spoil but, it but they're just like a a quick clip of it is right. from the trailers true and but that the extension of that that clip is it's amazing yeah they I did mean, a that really might be nice the, one job of the most exciting it. things on there and they did a lot of things where uh like you don't know how they're gonna wrap it up right and again i don't want to say yeah you don't want to uh, i'm like yeah. thinking about things being right. chopped and true. whatnot and uh yeah yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but, you don't want to get into it but you're just like what are they doing and then it all makes sense it does they you know just again i again i think that the ending is flawed yep but it ties a bow on it at the end absolutely i mean it closes the loop yeah so ultimately and again not getting into spoilers yep but the, you gotta stay to the end. You gotta stay past the credits. It was a good post. Did I tell scene. you right? It was one a good of the best posts. That, that bumper at the end was maybe one of the best of all yeah. of them. Yeah. You know, the longest that I can recall. Highly enjoyed it. It was long. Right. Actually, yeah. That is essentially it was like a full scene. It was almost like a Marvel short. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Yeah. And so, and if that doesn't get you excited for the next movie, I don't know what does. Right. I, I wasn't s- sure if they were gonna try and tie anything to the next movie. They definitely did. Now, but. here's the thing I'm confused about. Okay. Um, essentially, the Days of Future Past X-Men movie that's coming up, right? Yep. That's first class cast, right? And original cast. All right. It's everybody. Okay. Like, pretty much everyone we've seen up to this point. Right. All together. Wow, cool. Which is an epic undertaking. Well, listen, let's face it. They sh- if they don't have the budget to do it, I don't know who does it. Right, right. I'm sure that's $200 million plus budget. The table at Comic-Con... For the panel, yeah, was so long. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, everybody, everyone up there, and the only new person was Omar Sy, the guy playing Bishop. Oh, cool. Everyone else was like from the prior movies. Oh, all right. Yeah. Let's face it, we're in on all of them. I know. You know, they can release anything comic related. We're going. Have you seen the pictures of the Sentinels? No. Really? Did it look they're, like the Sentinels? Yeah. They're the the chest looks a little, little weird to me. Right. It looks almost like it has an air conditioning vent in it or something Ooh. like a big uh Is it looking a little Pacific Rimish? A little bit, yeah. yeah. The head looks really good. Okay. Some people had an issue because there's like a glass dome over the front of it. But whatever, you can still see the whole right. like sentinel head behind there. Yeah, that seems like a real nitpicky yeah. thing. And it's pretty tall too. Like Brian Singer was standing next to the full size one. Right. And it's about three times his height. Okay. So it's not like monstrous. So it's twenty feet ish? Yeah. But again, these these sentinels too are a certain version. 
Right. There might be like within the movie like one monstrous big one Ooh. that maybe is a climactic All right, so this scene is like, in the movie. Yeah, it's like a beta version of it sure. and, and then do a real massive one. Yeah. I don't know that it's practical in, in filmmaking to do giant ones. Right. I don't know if it necessarily needs to be giant. And it also seems like they're uh, they're basing it on, uh, well, not basing it, but they're having the Sentinels originate in the first class time era. Right. And they've been developing over time. Okay. So we might get the massive one in like the future right. or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, because again, it's a, it's a future timeline. Right. So who so knows? So they can jump all over. Man, that's... See, now, now you got me excited. Now, I know, right? Man, you know what's cool is, like, hopefully, I mean, I, I have zero control over this, but hopefully what will happen is they will produce toys for it. Yeah. Because they didn't produce toys, as far as I know. Sentinel's an easy toy right there. Oh, that's an easy... Well, I've drawn them. I've already done Yeah, yeah. That's a, well, that's a cool thing about doing these Superhero Squad ones, because I've oh, done... okay. I've done just about everybody, including obscure characters yep. in the Marvel Universe. At some point, have they so ever if they a make bigger? the toys from, there's a chance that I'll some of that can do fall. The oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Hasbro will have that license at least until then, mm -hmm. and that'd be great. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, you know, I've already got the end. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. someone's listening to the podcast now and saying, "Yeah, let's get Roger to do <laughs> yeah. all that." Yeah, you know, I'm I'm in. I'm that's around. awesome. I'm man. around. You know, are there, are there particular things that you would wanna like? Do like have you ever seen a toy license go to another company that you're like, oh man, I wish I had actually had all that of the one. DC ones. Yeah, I think that would have been fun. I'm I'm actually a Marvel guy, believe it or not. I hate to say it <laughs> to, uh, to to Batman. I, I don't want to say that to I, Batman. Right. Hey, I like Marvel too. But, it's cool. But I'm um, but to be honest with you, I'd love to have a crack at all of the DC line. Yeah, and I do them a lot. I mean, you've seen the prints, right? I do right. ones. You know, I do a Green Lantern or a Batman or a Superman. Um, but I think that would be cool to just to kind of take my you know my take on. Ain't any of them. You sure. name it, and they they have their own product line. I know they did ones that are a little edgier, a little a little square. Yeah, they did the the DC Super Friends. I think they're oh, called. I blocked that right out of my mind. Oh, okay. Even, yeah, <laughs> I didn't get the, I didn't get that gig, so I blocked that right out. I don't even know. And Understandable. So, so yeah, so it's great to actually, um, you know, I think it would be great to to get a crack at doing those other characters. Yep. Um, but I, that being said, I'm happy to be able to do what I, you know. Anything. I don't. I don't really care. Sure. Marvel, DC, you name it. I don't really care. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad gig. <laughs> I'll just say you that. You never complain. No, I won't complain. I don't deserve to complain after that. Yeah. Make your own you hours. Yeah. Hang out at conventions. Hang out at conventions. Right, do cool. interviews. Right. That's right. This <laughs> yeah. is living the life right now. This is the, now. We're, now we're truly living the your life. Your entire life has been culminating to this interview right now. Oh, sad as that. <laughs> <laughs> sad as that. <laughs> Uh -huh. I imagine my life, I, I expressed it earlier, to be like the point in the in Scarface, yeah. right before he went crazy and got all, all on the cocaine, yeah. you know, where he's sitting in the enormous <laughs> hot tub, yeah. you know, and talking about fly, pelican, fly, like that's my, <laughs> that's how I imagine this thing to end, but I didn't see that. Which is cool artwork all over the yeah, walls. Yeah, uh, all art, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. You, you can design your own throne. I, <laughs> what kind of throne are we talking here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're talking toilet throne, aren't we? That's, that's Mike, that's that Mike Volpe right there. That's toilet. <laughs> if it's toilet humor, that's Volpe. It needs to be reinforced then. <laughs> the explosions. That's explosions. <laughs> it's better than man pawns. Oh. <laughs> that's I don't, wanna, don't remind yeah. me. It's too soon. Too yeah. soon. Too soon. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, it's been good talking to you. You're great. Great and, to have uh, me. <laughs> you'll be on the show again, I'm sure. I, I hope so. Yeah, we'll get you on it as much as possible. Cool. All right. All right, we're out. So I'm here with Yell Stewart, uh, the man behind JL8, mm -hmm. which is a webcomic that I am a huge fan of. I've been following you from the beginning, pretty much. As soon as I discovered you, at least. Um, you've been doing this for how long now? 
Um, publicly, a little over, a little over probably a year and a half. Um, privately, just a little over two years. Yeah. Because I, the, the reason I said is because I was I was doing it private, like for me and my friends, um, about three or four months before I started finally posting them online. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like a weird, weird little timeline, but. In the in the like year and a half to two year mark. Yeah, and how long have you been uh, doing art stuff? Pretty much all your life, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'd say that my earliest memory would be in preschool. So it's like, I don't know if you can get much earlier than that because yeah. I don't think your I don't think your motor skills are functioning any earlier than <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, so, I don't think most people even remember their preschool days. So that's pretty impressive to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't remember too too many of them, but yeah, there there's like I, I distinctly remember doing like a finger painting. Of Michelangelo on the Ninja Turtle nice. in, in preschool. It's pretty much just green and orange finger paint, but to me it was Michelangelo. Sure. So, so you've always had kind of the geek inspired art things or Yeah, I mean yeah. I mean, because growing up, you know, in the in the nineties, um, late eighties, early nineties, that's just what you were exposed to. Sure. You know, like that's what was on Saturday morning cartoons. And stuff, because yeah, I, honestly, I didn't start reading comics until maybe like first or second grade. Yep. But I was exposed to the characters because they were on TV. Okay. So, so yeah. So Mikey, your uh, favorite of the four? Actually, I mean, he was when I was younger, but now I'd I'd go with Leo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a, I'm I'm, I'm just, I just I just like the leadership type characters because I always feel like they're underrated. Okay. Or, or not, not so much underrated, but like underappreciated. Like I'm also a big Cyclops guy. Okay. Um, not. I mean, obviously, not so much now because right now he's kind of a dick. <laughs> but, but generally speaking, I you know, like Astonishing X Men, I loved it mainly because I it was the first time in a while that I felt like Cyclops kind of got his due. Yeah. It, you know, in a good way. But, but yeah. Anyway, that might, <laughs> apparently that might come from me being the oldest of three brothers. Okay. Because I've I've talked to a lot of other brother units yep. and. Like my other oldest brother friends are always like, oh yeah, like I'm into that too. And then like my friends who are younger brothers are like, oh yeah, I like Raphael. Or, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, I, I never thought a, about it like being a parallel. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like a relatability thing. You sure. know, like when you're old, when you're the oldest, you're supposed to kind of be the leader. Yeah. And then you know, like the younger ones are always kind of the misunderstood ones. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, the ones who kind of like lash out to try and like create their own identity. I I don't know. This could turn into like a whole big thing. <laughs> yeah. so. Checking out the psychological parallels between yeah. Ninja Turtles. Although, believe me, I could talk about it for forever. Yeah. But so, yeah, I'm a middle child and I'm a Donatello, so I don't know what that says about that me. That is strange. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have expected that. Maybe but. it's the technology thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I always I go towards more like the the smart character, more or less. Like I'm a Batman guy. I'm a Donatello. I'm a. So so your X Man would be Beast. Probably, although most of the people say that I'm a Cyclops when it comes to, like, personality-wise similarities. Yeah. So I'm, I run a weird gamut. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, your art style is, like, very distinctive. You have all the characters as roughly eight-year-olds. See, I'm interested, too, because a lot of your stuff takes place in a school setting. Yeah. And I'm a teacher. So, oh, okay. So to see that paralleled in those child dynamics are all things I'm very familiar with, and you nail them very well. Yeah, I mean, a lot of credit goes to both what I feel like I've got a pretty good memory um when it comes to stuff like that and also just I never really stopped watching Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> um and man, do they nail that kind of dynamic on that show. Yep. And and in the book, um and you know, also stuff like Peanuts. Sure. Or whatever, but but yeah, like Arthur 
and I'm sure there are other, you know, like kind of. I wasn't really a huge recess watcher, but I remember it mm-hmm. well enough. And you know, you just, really all it boils down to is like you just got to remember like they're not idiots, right? Right. They just kind of sometimes have different trains of thought. Yep. And stuff like I remember at least feeling as a kid just as intelligent. You know, I had just as relatively complex thought as I do sure. now. It was just a little bit narrower because I didn't have as much of a, you know, as much world experience. Yep. But I would wonder why Batman was the way, he, you know, like you ask questions and stuff. Sure. And people, yeah, tend to, forget, like, they just think that all kids are just, like, dumbasses. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, Don't use that whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 you know, a bunch of, a bunch of dum-dums running around. And I feel like that's absolutely the wrong way to play it like, yeah you gotta treat them with respect at any given time it is like you almost feel like at that age you have everything figured out oh, yeah, until yeah, you yeah. learn more i mean right now i feel like i have everything right. figured out and i guarantee <laughs> you when i'm 40 and have like two kids of my own i'm gonna be like i was a i was a complete idiot right right ta- when i was talking about this stuff when i you know back in 2013 so yeah and never- it's interesting to see not only that dynamic as kids but also then take in the relationships that you're familiar with already mm-hmm. between the characters that you're using and kind of tie those together. And again, it's done very, very well. Well, thank you. Um, you've introduced some other characters too, aside from your main ensemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we saw Booster in there really quick. We saw Blue Beetle in there. I think what you did with Robin was freaking brilliant. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. No, I'm not going to lie. I was actually really proud when I came up with that one. Um, I mean, I guess getting a little bit personal, like I've... I've always kept my stuffed toy. Like, I, I still have my stuffed teddy bear from when I was little. I don't sleep with him anymore, yep. but I always thought it'd be kind of cool to maybe, like, pass it down to my kid as, as like, a sort of an heirloom thing. Yeah. But, you know, the, the fact that I had him around, because I do keep him, you know, like, he's not boxed up. Sure. I, I keep him in my room. Actually, chicks kind of dig it. It's so funny. I have the same exact thing. I've got, I got a teddy bear when I was one year old. He yeah. sits on my nightstand next to my bed. Yeah, and like forever he will. Yeah, I've I've had girls that are like, oh, that's so cute, and like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of worked out in my favor. But but anyway, so yeah, I, I was kind of thinking about it, and then you know, like I looked over and I saw my teddy bear, and it, it just kind of clicked, and I was like, because it it really kind of stays true to a lot of how I perceive the Robin character, like what the Robin character sort of means to Bruce mm-hmm. in my mind. Sure. Um. So so I thought it was like a really nice kind of parallel. Or kind of like a metaphor for how I perceive the character of Robin. So, you know. Yeah, and it totally makes sense for what it would be. I mean, it is just like, it's almost like his little secret in a way that keeps him. Yeah, I mean, like for me, it's just, it's, 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 it's essentially like a support system. Sure. You know, because when I was a kid, that's why I used my, my stuffed teddy bear for was, you know, that's like the thing that you would confide in. And he'd like kind of be your friend when, you know. Your other friends were like letting you down, sure, or whatever. And to me, Robin is kind of you know he he's like what kind of brings the balance to Batman's life, right? In a lot of ways, like actually, it, it, it's like a huge pet peeve of mine when people try and like pervert it. I, into, I completely agree. Stuff. I couldn't and, agree more. And, and honestly, that was also kind of how I wanted to maybe try and get people to look at it a little bit differently because it's one of those things where almost like the mutants in Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. You almost kind of have to like go a roundabout way to get the point home, sure. Because if they were just like, "This is why you should be nice to black people," right, right, people would still be like, "Well, 
black people. <laughs> you know, like I'm still gonna be a racist asshole. Right, but right. If you, if you put it to where like they are, but they aren't. You know, it's like Robin isn't like a little kid, but he's also not like a peer of brute. Sure. I, I don't. I don't know. There's like, again like something that I could go on forever about. Yeah. But well, yeah, it's a very unique dynamic. Yeah. So then again, when you're thinking how to translate that to the characters you've created, it makes sense to introduce that character the way that you did. Yeah. Uh, now, your art style, too, is also definitely what caught my eye from the first time I saw it. What's uh-huh. your basis or what's your inspiration for creating this type of character, this look of your world? Uh, that's a good question because I, really, <laughs> I don't really think about it too hard. Uh, it's just kind of like what comes out when I put pencil to paper. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of Toriyama, Akira Toriyama, the guy that did Dragon Ball sure. and Dragon Ball Z. Yep, I can see that. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things that like people don't really think it, but when I mention it, they're like, oh, okay. I mean, you look at Clark, and he's essentially a young Goku. Sure, um, yeah. Actually, that <laughs> now that you say it, what people go, oh, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, so, you know, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, because... Growing up, I didn't draw this way. Yep. But it's kind of, you know, it was just sort of like how I figured little kid drawings should look. And then, you know, it, it's just kind of been refined over time. Yep. Because, yeah, I mean, you 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 look at the first strip compared to the latest strip, and the characters do look a lot different. And, and not even just in terms of uh, kind of like draftsmanship, but mm-hmm. also I am kind of stretching them a little bit more. Because it's like eight-year-olds aren't that little, sure. You know, like yeah. they, they really did look kind of babyish to begin with, which wasn't really the intent. I just, you know, was like completely misinterpreting it. So I've I've kind of been, you know, maybe they used to be like two heads high. I'm kind of stretching them to me like two and a half, two and three quarters heads okay. high, because I like I want them to look their age. Like it's it's not supposed to be like a super deformed thing. It's not supposed to be like some chibi thing. It's it's like Arthur, yeah, where yeah. Th- they they really are supposed to, or Recess, where they are supposed to look like real kids of that age range. So, so yeah. But anyway, when you came up with the idea, was it immediately Justice League, or did you have other thoughts of like? No, it it, it was like it, it was specifically Justice League, um, because yeah, the idea popped into my head just. I just like saw this image of them on a playground together, but kind of like fully developed. Okay. If you know, you know, so like, wouldn't it be funny if they were full on power level? Right. But but that young. And yeah, the the first character I thought of was Superman, and then I was like, well, what if they were actually like a, a class of kids instead of just like a superhero team? Like yeah. you know, they they were like a homeroom. And it just kind of, it just kind of evolved from there, so, so yeah. It seems like there was a there was a clear decision to make Martian Manhunter kind of like the audience's eyes, oh, I as mean, the new kid yeah, in a way to introduce yeah, a, a little bit. But it, th- that's kind of. I'm th- probably looking too deep. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I wouldn't say you're looking too deep. It, it's just it, it might be a little unfair, because I haven't spent any time showing how John is a little bit weird. Okay. You know, because pretty much it's just been him not really understanding what 
we're doing, by, by which I mean like Earth people. Sure, sure. But it's like at the same time, there are going to be plenty of times where you're like, what are you doing, John? <laughs> like, like what, that's like, what the heck is that all about? And he's like, oh, that's like, like how we do it on Mars. Sure. Because, yeah, I mean, he, he does work well as an, you know, kind of like everyman reference point. Yep. Um, or like an outsider looking in. But at the same time, John's got just as many quirks as, as anybody else. I just haven't really gotten around to exploiting them yet. Okay. So, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't say that that's like a stretch to, to, to view him as such. I feel like he's just been the one to question. Most of the explanations go towards him and oh, kind yeah. of introduce us to that world as it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, your goals as an artist, was it always to do the art or did you always have the the storyteller goal as well? Because you definitely are doing both right now with this. Well, it's kind of it's kind of yes to both because I really don't have much interest in drawing unless I'm telling a story. But first and foremost, I want to draw to tell a story. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So they feed each other. Sort of. Yeah. It's like I don't really want to just like write prose. Right. But I'm not, I'm totally not like a pinup guy. Sure. At all. W- which kind of sucks sometimes because, you know, I have friends and stuff who are like, do a pinup for the back of my book. And, you know, obviously it's like a huge opportunity. Right, right. But I'm like, I don't really know what to do because, like, if I do a pinup, it'll just be like the most generic piece of crap you've ever seen. Because, <laughs> you know, it's just like, how do I make something look cool? And it's like, right, I, right. I don't know. But yeah, so I don't know. I feel like that's pretty much all I have to <laughs> no, say about cool. that. Um, and this isn't the only project you have going on either, because you have original work outside of JLA too, right? Um, actually, not right now. Uh, like, like I did up until really recently. Yep. I was doing backups in the Legend of Luther Strode for Image Comics, but I did the last one of those maybe like two weeks ago, so I'm done with that. Um, I mean, I have like commission work and stuff, and uh, I, I, I mean. I am hoping to soon get back into working on Gifted. Okay. But I haven't worked on Gifted in about a year and a half. All right. So, like, I have other stuff that exists, but yep. I'm not really, like, actively doing anything other than JL8. Okay. So, so yeah. Were you surprised by the, the fan response to how quickly yes. it's caught on? Yes. I mean, like, I, I figured that people would like it, but I, I was like, yeah, maybe, like, the Tumblr would get, like, 200 subscribers, 200 followers or something, yep. you know, like, It'll be like a super niche little thing yeah. where like a couple people really dig it, and then you know here we are now, and I'm just and you know like it just keeps going. Like I always get to a point where I'm like, surely everyone that would be interested has seen it, <laughs> and that that's just not the case. And it just keeps expanding. Yeah. So I mean, you know, like you don't want to make any kind of assumptions. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not sitting here like I'm definitely gonna get to like a hundred thousand likes on Facebook because I, I I don't anticipate that at all. But at the same time, I can't say that I'd be like completely blown away, surprised wise if yep. it happened because I didn't expect to get this far. Well, yeah, the turnaround so, in this short time has been impressive. Yeah, so it's like, like I guess it's completely possible that it would happen. I'm still not banking on it. I'm still not expecting it. Right, right. But at the same time, it would be kind of foolish to just straight up think that there's no way that it would be possible but a- anywho have you gotten any uh feedback from the industry like from fellow creators and stuff yeah yeah uh quite a few guys who i really look up to seem to really dig it uh greg rucka uh, it, uh, 
Well, I guess I've started now. I, I, I realize <laughs> that it's going to sound like I'm name dropping. No, when, go right when ahead. I'm, when I'm this really is, not this is what to. people want to know. But like Greg Rucka seems to really like it a lot, which is you know really flattering. I mean, b- way back, like in the twenty seventh, twenty like twenty sixth, twenty fifth, an early strip. Mm-hmm. Like Scott Snyder retweeted it. Oh yeah, which is obviously pretty big. Um, Do you get a chance to meet him at all today? No, I, uh, he not, not, not today. But oh, I, okay. yeah, I've, I've met Scott. Oh, okay. uh, he's a good guy. That and I'm really good friends with James Tinian. Okay, James Tynan. He he tells me all the time how to pronounce his last name, but I. But, <laughs> but he's a guy that writes like Red Hood and the Outlaws, and was writing the backups for the Batman comic. Like okay. he and Scott are good friends, so he introduced us. Neil seemed to really like it when he showed up. Yep. He said that he like went back and started rereading some of the other ones. So to have Neil Gaiman like your stuff is obviously pretty freaking huge. Right. Right. Um. And yeah, there there are other guys. I know, I know that like Phil Jimenez seems to like it, which is really flattering. Uh. But yeah, so so generally speaking, the the response from the industry has been fairly positive, you know, which is hugely like Chris Somney likes it, which mm-hmm. is cool because he's also from St. Louis and he and I have kind of become pals. Okay, you know, like two local guys. But yeah, so it's certainly you know incentive to like keep doing it sure. to know that like these kind of guys like your stuff. So. You know you're doing something right at that point. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, not not that I need it. Like I'd be just as happy knowing that you know random readers like it. But you know, at the same time, you always want to know that like your your peers like it, or, sure. or not even peers, but like the people that you aspire to be absolutely like it. So so yeah, it it means a lot to know that it goes over well with them also. Are your plans purely to keep it web-based? Are there any like goals to take it in a new direction? Or yeah, I mean, pretty pretty much just to keep it web-based. I mean, it would be really cool to have it as a print thing, right? Um, kind of the same for you know maybe as like a backup in DC Comics or something would be really neat. So it can still kind of do like the strip format, sure, but. But yeah, honestly, like I'm pretty happy to just keep doing how it is. I mean, it's it's been doing well for me. You know, people really like it. I do well at conventions and stuff. Yep. You know, like it, it gets me a lot of commission work. So I can't, you know, kind of if it, it ain't br- broke, don't fix it. Sure. So that's kind of the way I try and look at it as of right now. But awesome. Well, again, I really, really love all the work that you do. I'm well, thank gonna you. continue following the strip. Big fan. Oh, um, yeah. Finding people or finding you online, what can people do? Uh, you know, just basically just Google JL8 and or or my name Yale Stewart, and it's pretty much always going to be the first thing that pops up. Okay. So I, you know, I guess I kind of lucked out using a fairly unique name. Oh although yeah. Although I still wish I could call it Little League. But <laughs> can we get into that? Or I'd rather not. Okay, just not a because problem. <laughs> I'm just honestly, I'm just so tired of talking about. Yeah. I'm, that and like you know what with the luggage and everything, Completely you know, understandable. Like I, I just don't even feel, and the guitar guy. It's like <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm trying to stay positive. Yeah. So I'd rather not get into all Completely that. Completely understandable. But, but yeah. So. So yeah, uh, googling JL8. It's it's actually probably the best bet because that'll get you like the Tumblr, the DeviantArt, the yep. Facebook page. Because I know some people have their preferences and stuff. Sure. So. But but yeah, it's. Fortunately, pretty easy to find if you're looking for it. Awesome. So, all right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. 
one more time. Big thanks to Roger Andrews and Yell Stewart for joining me this week. Make sure you head over to thegeekgeneration.com to see everything that we do over there, including very soon our full cosplay photo gallery from Boston Comic-Con. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. Those always help us out. Like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week. Later. Make it so.